You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You know, he grew as a coach. You know, hopefully I've grown as a GM and so forth. Um, we've made plenty of mistakes. We've had a lot of fun along the way. Um, and, you know, it's these are the circumstances. And this, um, the position we find ourselves in now is what helps us get it to the next level. And I think what, you know, we debated and, and what we deliberated on was this was a time where, you know, the team you know, needs another voice. And that's where we're at. That is Sean Marks. I am Anita Marks. And we have Bobby Marks, who's joining us, NBA analyst from ESPN on the show. There's a lot of Marks here, Bobby, and we all spell our names, the, the our last names, the same way, KS, but we're, we're not related. Oh, we don't think we're related. We might be. But I don't, we, 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 we don't know that. Have you and taken so have you do the, the DNA test? The, the, I have. And then, unfortunately, Anita, you did not come back as a, as a distant cousin. So. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's interesting? I have a lot of dudes. Like, like I think, so, so I bought, the, my mom's adopted. And so I bought that uh, ancestry DNA test for my mom uh, as, a, as a Christmas gift, you know, to find out, okay, like, you know, where's, and, and so she found out she's kind of like a, a gypsy. It's like she's, uh, she's Portugal, Spain, and, and in, in a little bit into Greece, right? So, which was really cool for me too, because I, I, I wanted to know, I knew where my dad, my dad's kind of like England, Germany, Russia, Ireland, Norway, that area. So I, I'm kind of a mutt, but nonetheless, um, I think it's a great gift, and I've gifted it to friends. Girlfriends love it. Oh, this is awesome, Anita. Thank you so much. Guy friends, they're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. They're, wor- they're worried that some, some kid's going to show up at their door. Hey, Dad. Yeah. So yeah, I it's think fu- it's great to it. So it's know, funny. A lot, do- a lot of do- – it's not a good gift for a dude. Don't buy it for a dude. <laughs> they won't do it. I agree. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate your time on the show. Um, again, Bobby Marks joining us. Let's kick it off first and foremost with the Nets. Surprise, uh, Kenny Atkinson fired um, from the Nets. And for a team that, uh, you know, is actually doing quite well, more than likely they're going to go to the postseason, but still fired. And Yahoo Sports uh, came out with a report that it's because Kyrie Irving does not want him. He wants uh, Ty Lu. Of course, he's uh, one of the assistant coaches with the Clippers right Right now, so your, your thoughts on on this all going down, and how surprised were you, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was real surprised yesterday morning, and usually news of the NBA doesn't kind of catch me off guard because you kind of think you've seen everything. And um, I was surprised, you know, of course, by the timing. Uh, you know, twenty games left in the season. I thought Kenny had done, you know, certainly a, a good job this year based on the circumstances with no Kyrie for most most of the season and still have this team in position to uh, get into the playoffs, which I, I think they likely will, even with uh, with, with the coaching change. I, I understand it from you know, Sean Marks' perspective and having worked in a front office and you know letting a coach like Byron Scott go after going to the NBA Finals a year before and Avery Johnson, who was 500 at the time, I understand where the thinking from the front office where if this is something that's maybe not going to work out long term, um, then maybe we, we have a clean break right now. 
Um, but I thought, you know, I thought I thought Kenny Atkinson is a, is a heck of a coach. He'll get a job somewhere else. I thought he was the right fit in Brooklyn. But I think what is the right fit? It was the right fit, you know, four years ago when he took over a group um, that you really had to emphasis on player development. Um, or is the right fit when you have, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving returning next year and, you know, the goal is to, to go out and win a um, to, to win, win a championship here. I think that I think the trouble thing, troubling thing is, is that like who is the perfect coach now, right? Like you now you've got to now you've got to make the right decision as far as who that uh, that, that person is going to be because you're not going to get a mulligan, um, you know, next year, you know, come December if this team is five games over 500 and they've got the right complement of players back. It's it's really interesting, you know. And and again, the reports are that you know Kyrie Irving kind of engineered this. And I've got some other clips that I'm going to play on the show. And and, and Sean Marks saying that this was uh, this is what the players wanted. They were all in agreement in regards to the locker room. How, how much of a concern do you think it is for coaches today, Bobby? That that they need to make sure because you've got players, and and of course we're talking about big time players that have such strong voices with ownership and management on who's going to coach, especially in the the NBA, how much of a, uh, you know how much of a concern is that? Do you think for coaches today? Well, I think it's yeah. I mean, I think it's a big concern. I think it's you know there's uh, certainly a, a sense of empowerment you know nowadays. I think we saw probably in the off season as far as guys playing uh, changing teams or asking to be cha- uh, to be traded here. I think part of it is probably winning over the, the locker room here, and I think you know, the Kyrie thing is interesting because you know Kyrie's played what twenty games this year. So I don't understand how he would have an understanding of what Kenny Atkinson is as a coach or going forward. Um, so I, you know, I, I understand his track record from the, you know, certainly from Cleveland and, and Boston would, you know, kind of uh, line up, um, you know, as far as he, as him kind of being, um, you know, one A as far as the reason why Kenny's not going to be here. So I think we'll probably learn more about. The situation here, but yeah, I think you do have to buy, have your players buy in. I thought he, I thought he did, um, and you know, it, it, coaching is not easy. I think you saw the other night in Boston when, you know, he was forced because this team has not played well um, to basically bench the starting five except for Karis over down the stretch, and they were able to come back and win your game. But then you know, the next night you could lose by thirty points plus to, to, to Memphis here. So um, it is part of it. Um, I don't understand the notion of needing a new voice when Durant hasn't practiced this year. As I said, Irving has barely practiced this year. It's a, it's not like this was Toronto and Dwayne Casey, who you know was there seven or eight years and basically got them to as far as they they could go. And then you kind of go go in a different direction with a with a, with a head coach where this, this a lot of these players were were new faces here. Um, although you did have you know with Dinwiddie and Karis Lurich, Joe Harris back. So uh, I think as this goes on, probably a lot more will, will come out as far as you know who kind of who was kind of in the wrong and who whose decision was it final. Very, very interesting. Um, you said, all right, well, who's, who is going to come in? On my way into the show today, I was listening to ESPN and they were talking about Pop. Has, do you feel that the Popovich, do you feel that his time in San Antonio has expired and that maybe he's, he's ready for a change, maybe to come to Brooklyn to coach both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving next year? Or is that too far fetched? I think he'd be the perfect fit. I really do, because I think when you look at it, Anita, is that 
This decision cannot come out of the box. So I think you kind of start eliminating it. You're not going to go out and get a college coach. You're not going to go out and get a, an assistant coach somewhere that's you know, probably ready to coach, but not this type of locker room, this group. And then I think you start when you start you know, eliminating the names, then we're looking at probably player, uh, guys like Jeff Van Gundy and Tom Thibodeau. Of course, Mark Jackson is going to be the name. And, yeah, I mean, there's nothing out there that says it, it would be you know, a guy like Greg Popovich. But I think where he is in San Antonio, this team is likely not going to make the playoffs this year. They are going to be in a retooling phase because of you know the potential of maybe losing DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge on his last uh, expiring contract that if there was someone out there for this group where you can go out and, and get a championship level coach, then he certainly would be the guy. Now it's just a matter of, you know, can you get him out of uh, San Antonio and would he ever want to come and take on this challenge? Because if there's a team out there, although this team is, you know, 28 and 34, but the upside is that you get Durant and Kyrie hopefully healthy back and you, you know, we'll see what they can add in the, in the, um, you know, in, in free agency. So you go from the seventh or eighth seed to probably a top four seed. And, and if that's going to be the swan song of Greg Popovich, then I think that's probably the right roster. But I think we're probably still a little bit in the early phases of this. But, um, but that is a that is a really uh, interesting name. Very. I mean, can you imagine? Can we just marinate in this for a second? Uh, you know, you've got a, a Knicks organization, a Knicks fan base that they just lost their best fan in Spike Lee and the way that he was treated this week. They lose out on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. He goes to Brooklyn and then now you're telling me that arguably the best coach, one of the best coaches in the history of the NBA, now is going to go to Brooklyn as well potentially and coach the Nets as well. Oh, talk about add insult to injury, Bobby. Well, and I think if, if I'm New York and, and, and Leon Rose their, their new president, I think you, you kind of have to be a little proactive here as far as your search for head coach. And I think, I think Kenny fits the bill perfectly. I think he fits perfectly in t- with teams like Atlanta or Chicago if they decide to make a coaching change. Because let's face it, this Knicks team is, you know, is is, is pro- a little more, adv- I think, advanced because you do have R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson than when you know Kenny took over four years ago. But you know, he, you know, Kenny, as you've seen, Kenny is known as a high-level player development coach here that can ma- maximize their roster. So, I think. Um, if the opportunity is there and, it, and you can move him one borough over, I think that's something maybe they should look at. All right, Bobby, before I let you go, uh, some quick hits here. Uh, number one, MVP. If you had to vote right now, who would you vote for? I would vote Giannis, but I want I want to see the, what the next 20 games curse. I think we can work a little bit premature that we hand over the MVP after 50 or 60 games here, and I think I want to see the full body of work of, of 82 games. I don't want to close the door quite yet on LeBron, um, but the other thing is that, I, you know, what is actually the criteria for MVP? I mean, I think that's kind of the unknown mystery. Is it the, how valuable you are to your team? How valuable to you are you on the core? Are you the best player there? Because I think a lot of different guys would probably be up for it, but right now it's Giannis, but I'm not ready to, to shut the door on, on LeBron. All right, talking about LeBron, I just want to play a quick clip for you. Uh, the NBA, there's a, the, the the offices apparently have uh, sent memos out to a number of the teams saying that um, there's the possibility that they're not going to allow fans uh, to come, obviously because of the coronavirus and the seriousness of it. LeBron James, when presented this post game after the Bucks game, this is what LeBron had to say to the media: "We play games without the fans? Yeah. No, it's impossible. I ain't playing." <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's what I play for. I play for my teammates. Play for I play for the fans. That's what it's all about. So 
if I show up to an arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. So they can do what they want to do. I don't think this is the wisest thing to say, Bobby. Um, I, I really, I, I don't. The, the, the media was laughing. He wasn't laughing. Because you've got the best player in the league right now saying that, uh, do you think now the NBA is concerned about moving forward if, if, if so, to, uh, to, to protect society from the coronavirus and maybe now not move forward on not allowing fans to attend games? No, I think I think the league is going to do what's the best interest of the nineteen or twenty thousand people that come to a game, um, including you know certainly the players and, and the media that that cover it. And I think yeah, we're in you know the, the memo went out um, you know over the weekend to be in a more proactive way. Um, but hey, let's face it, I mean we're in this is kind of uncharted territory right now, right? I mean you're you're starting to see where media is not going to be allowed to come into the locker room. I think the NHL is doing that. Right. We'll see what happens with the with the NBA here, but um, if there's there's a concern and the games have to be played and without 19,000 people in it, then that's the way life is. I mean, that's the way things are going to be until further notice. So I think we're kind of in a, in a wait, wait and see, uh, wait and see mode here. But yeah, I don't think this is something we we should you laugh about or you're, you're not going to play um, because I said we are we are in some uncharted waters here. It's uh, it's it's really it's it's fascinating uh, where we are right now. Uh, Bobby, thank you so much for your time on this Sunday Fun Day. Always appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks, Anita. You got it. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven ESPN.